Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of the Bat Flip Crazy podcast, where you'll always find enthusiastic, data-driven fantasy baseball analysis. I'm your host, Toby. Today, for the podcast, we're going to be covering uh, two hitters, Michael Comforto and one pitcher, Nick Kingham, with some quick observations on some recent performance. And then we're going to do a deep dive on the struggling Corey Kluber, who has been the bane of my existence uh, for the last little bit in a few leagues. If you want to listen to past podcast episodes, you can find us on iTunes and other podcast platforms. If you like what you're hearing, please go to iTunes or your preferred podcast platform. Give us a five-star rating and write a nice review. Definitely tell your friends. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who's already left five-star rating and review. Uh, Greatly appreciate it, and it's always a highlight of my day to read those reviews. So thank you very much. Before we start, I just wanted to say that as fun as the past few weeks have been uh, doing the podcast, they've been equally brutal on my uh, pitching across most of my leagues. I own Kluber, Luis Severino, Charlie Morton and Nick Pavetta in a number of places. Uh, And I've also had some horrendous starts from Shane Bieber, as I did uh, earlier today, uh, Domingo Herman, Kyle Hendricks, and a few others. It's definitely been uh, a tough little stretch. I hope you are faring better in the pitching department. I say this just to warn you that you may not want to listen to anything I have to say about pitching on the podcast just a warning. Anyways, you can follow me on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy, on Instagram, BatFlipCrazy, on Facebook, BatFlipCrazyFantasy. The blog is BatFlipCrazy.com. All right, let's get this party started. First up, I'm going to cover three players fairly quickly. For folks who listen to the podcast, you know uh, I don't probably do much quickly, but I will be going over these three fairly quickly and then doing a deep dive on Corey Kluber at the end of the show. So let's start with Michael Conforto. Over his last 10 games, we've started to see glimpses of uh, last year's hitter with Conforto. His skills are improving over the last 10 games. He's got a 29.2% O-swing, so a little slightly better than league average, 92.5% Z contact, which is well above average, about 7%, 44% hard hit rate, um, which is excellent, and a 32% fly ball rate, a little lower than we'd want it for Conforto. We probably want it around the 40% uh, range, um, but still not a huge ish- issue. If we zoom out even more, though, uh, and go to uh, 40-game rolling averages for Comforto. The skills are still uh, really nice. 27.8% O-swing, 83.4% Z-contact, 41% hard hit rate, 38% fly ball rate. All of those are fairly strong to very strong numbers for Conforto in terms of skills. I think the major issue that we're looking at with Conforto, though, due to the shoulder injury is really the batted ball quality, um, particularly on fly balls. Um, he's That's where we saw, did a little bit of research earlier in the year on Conforto, and 
what we saw is that at some key launch angles, you know, number one, he wasn't hitting them there that often. And number two, he just wasn't able to get the same exit velocity or quality of contact. Now, some some decent news in May and July, Conforto had a had a hard hit fly ball rate um, of over 50 percent. It's actually May through July. So the last three months. He also had a 50 he also has a 50 percent hard hit pulled fly ball rate in July. It's a small sample size, but still um, promising. He only has uh, barrels about 5.4%. Uh, this year, it's slightly above average, but only by about half a percentage. And he's only got one barrel so far in July. That may change once they incorporate today's stats, given he did hit a home run. His ex- average exit velocity at key home run launch angles between 17 and 39 degrees is 94.3 miles per hour uh, in July. That's up slightly. Um, about a mile per hour over before that during the season. So as you can see, um, there is some uh, some decent signs for Comforto, uh, though, you know, still not quite where we want him to be uh, overall in terms of batted ball quality on those um, on fly balls and and hard drives. A good sign um, for Conforto is that over the last 15 games, he does have a 392 expected weighted on base average. And over the last week, it's actually at uh, an elite 500. So that is uh, very good for Conforto. One of the really exciting things that's happened over the last um, couple days is that Andrew Perpetua over at XStats Org has released the um, XStats numbers for the last 30 games. And now there's some promising stuff there for Comforto. His average, his expected average is 255 over that period of time, which is an improvement over his current batting average of 226 for the season and 225 over those last uh, 35 days. Uh, his slugging percentage, though, is still... Uh, pretty low at 361. I think where we get to the issues that I mentioned before is that, um, you know, Comforto is just, um, you know, not not getting those hard drives. So he's only got an 8.3% hard drive rate over his last 30 days. Um, that's about 3% below league average and only 8.3% fly balls, which is also below league average. Um, that is over the last 30 days. Uh, I anticipate based on what I'm looking at that that'll probably be uh, up slightly over the last little bit. Hopefully a good sign um, overall for Comforto. Continue to monitor those skills, but um, you know at least a glimmer of hope uh, for Comforto after a tough season for fantasy owners. Next up, I'm going to cover... Uh, Ian Happ of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, over the last 15 games, Happ has a 23.4% O swing, uh, which is about 7% better than league average, so a very solid number. 72.1% Z contact, which is about 13% below league average. 39.3% hard hit rate, about 4% above league average. And then a 32.1% fly ball rate, about 3% below league average and not not really where we want to see it uh, for Hap. 
Um, just a note, uh, the guys that I'm covering right here are folks that people uh, suggested on Twitter. So if you ever have uh, a player, either a hitter, pitcher that you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please feel free um, uh, to tweet me and let me know. I'm always happy to take requests. So half skills over the last 15 games have been okay. Contact has remained a major issue for him. He does have that solid uh, batted ball quality in terms of hard hit rate uh, that is fairly consistent in his profile. Zooming out a little bit for Hap, because I think we're also interested in what's, what's kind of the longer term trends uh, since he, this is just his second season in the league and he's got a ton of potential. So when we look at the last 80 game rolling average for skills, the plate discipline and the contact skills are fairly consistent for Hap. Um, across those 80 games. So 23% O swing, similar to his last 15, and then a 72.8% Z contact. So he's got, you know, consistently well above average plate discipline. You're going to expect a higher walk rate. He's got that terrible Z contact, though, about 12, uh, 13% below league average. So you're also going to expect that really high K rate. Uh, In the good news department, he does have a 45% hard hit rate, over his last 80 games and a 39.5% fly ball rate. So that fly ball rate is up there where we want to see it for Hap um, to really uh, tap into that power. So you can see that the plate skills have been fairly steady now. You know, there's obviously going to be ups and downs as with any player, but they're actually fairly, um, uh, the trend lines aren't moving too much in, in either direction. That high walk percentage and high K percentage um, profile, obviously better for OBP leagues uh, because that K percentage is just really uh, going to kill uh, Hap's batting average. Fantasy owners so far haven't been hit too hard in that department. He's hitting 257, but when we dive into the X stats, he's only hitting, he only has a 234 expected average, and that's because that 391 BABIP that he's rolling on, that BABIP train, that is going to come to an end soon. Uh, he does post higher than um, normal BABIPs. He's, he's got a 358 expected BABIP, um, so expect some uh, regression to come here over the rest of the year and for him to settle with a lower batting average than he has right now. If we look at, um, he's at 299 plate appearances for the year. So just a a quick look at his 600 plate appearance pace. Obviously, you know, we don't like to just prorate out the pace, but since things seem fairly consistent on the plate skills department, um, you know, it's just an interesting exercise to do. Uh, You got the 257. Again, we expect some negative regression there. Uh, 86 runs, 24 home runs, 60 RBI, and 10 stolen bases, which is all um, pretty pretty solid. Again, we're well past the midpoint in the year, so I'm not saying this is what we anticipate that he will uh, pace out to over the course of this year, but just to give us a sense from a player perspective what we might expect from a full year of Hap at the current um, skills if he was getting the plate appearances. Obviously, he's not playing every day with the Cubs always kind of shifting um, folks around, but it's a valuable profile overall. But when you factor in that regression, you know, it, it, um, you know, it's not as enticing. So 
contact rate is going to be the key for HAP if we expect to see some growth here in the future it really is going to come from him making more contact getting that uh, strikeout rate down boosting up that average boosting up that uh, OBP uh, a little bit uh, getting on base more and uh, hopefully being able to maintain those hard hit and fly ball skills that he has so far so that's been Ian Happ uh, a little bit um, both kind of a look at where he's at this season um, and also uh, what to expect from him uh, as a player moving forward. Next up, we are going to take a look at Pittsburgh Pirates rookie pitcher Nick Kingham. Kingham has thrown 57 innings so far this year with a 4.11 ERA, a 1.11 whip, 54 strikeouts in those 57 innings, and a 16.8% K-minus walk rate, which is about 2% above league average. When we take a look at his ERA estimators, he's got a 467 FIP, a 405 XFIP, and a 387 Sierra. The reason for the large discrepancy in those numbers is that um, uh, FIP expects him uh, to have league average uh, uh, BABIP, um, whereas he has a well below league average BABIP at 244. Um, and XVIP and Sierra are, uh, XVIP is based on a league average home run per fly ball rate. Uh, Kingham does have an elevated home run uh, per fly ball rate, and he, um, and the Sierra is based more on batted balls, uh, batted ball quality. So it's a little bit, a uh, little bit better than the uh, FIP and XFIP at 387. Um, if we take a look at the skills, we have 11.1% swinging strike rate for the year, 32.6% O swing. Uh, the 11.1% swinging strike rate is about half a percentage point above league average. The 32.6% on the O swing is about 2% above league average. So both of those numbers are solid, if not spectacular. His 62.6% first pitch strike rate is about 2% above league average, and his 41.7% zone rate is about 1.5% below league average. Uh, the good news is, is that that slightly above average O swing or chase rate on pitches outside the zone helps compensate for that little bit lower uh, zone percentage. I'd mentioned the 244 BABIP for Kingham. When we take a look at xstats.org, they give him a 264 X BABIP, so they do expect some regression on balls in play, but that's still a very solid uh, BABIP number, well below uh, league average, and we'll get to why that is uh, in a second. His 11 home runs come on 10.3 expected home runs, so fairly in line there, and he's got a... Uh, strand rate or left on base percentage of 73.1%, which is uh, close enough to league average where we wouldn't anticipate uh, too much uh, regression or uh, at all uh, there. In terms of generating um, above, um, in terms of X stats and his batted ball profile, so taking a look at you know the six buckets that X stats does, your dribblers, your bad ground balls, your regular ground balls, your line drives, so your lower line drives, your hard drives, which are your higher line drives, lower fly balls, which tend to go for extra base hits and home runs, your fly balls, which if hit hard enough, 
can be extra base hits and home runs, uh, but can also be easier outs. And then your pop-ups, which are essentially automatic outs, your infield fly balls, and your fly balls at high enough launch angles where they're cans of corn. So thinking about that, uh, the reason why Kingham is generating such a low BABIP is that he is a fly ball pitcher. 20% of his balls and plays have been uh, pop-ups, which is great. 17% is about league average. So he's generating a higher percentage than average of automatic outs on balls and play. His, high, high, uh, his fly ball rate is slightly above league average at 10.8%. Um, and then he is living very dangerously with a 14.4% hard drive rate. That is about 3.4% uh, above league average, which is not good. We do not want to see a lot of hard drives. You can kind of see that reflected in the uh, higher than league average uh, home run per fly ball rate. Uh, I believe it's 16.7% this year with league average around 12%, uh, percent, 12 to 13%. So he is a fly ball pitcher that's a little bit dangerous. Um, not surprisingly, as a result, he does have some pretty significant home road splits. We're dealing with very small sample sizes here, so don't read too much into this, but he does have a 290 ERA at home and a 554 ERA on the road. One of the reasons why I give this a little bit more credence maybe than uh, I generally would with such a small sample size is that because he's a fly ball pitcher and because PNC Park uh, is a hard place to hit a home run, um, he does have pretty significant differences in his home run per fly ball rate on the road and at home. So he's got a 19.4% home run per fly ball rate on the road, which is very high, and then a 13.3% home run per fly ball rate at home, which is just slightly above league average this year. So um, you know that's one thing to consider uh, definitely when thinking about whether to, to start Kingham in your weekly or daily leagues is uh, whether he's at home or on the road and whether he's facing a, a home run hitting team or not. When we take a look at his last three starts, um, this does not include the disaster start that he had against the Dodgers a few weeks back. Um, his skills are, uh, are still okay. 10.8% um, swinging strike rate, so pretty much league average uh, there. But his O swing is way up at 39.5%, uh, which is good news because his first pitch strike rate is down at 56.2%, about 4% below league average, and his zone rate uh, is still at 41%. So that O swing is really helping to keep that walk rate low despite um, the control numbers not being so hot over the last three games. When we dive into Kingham's uh, pitch mix, he's got a solid four-seam fastball. Uh, opposing hitters have a 95 WRC+, plus, so slightly below league average against the pitch. A 303 WOBA, uh, once again, uh, league average WOBA is generally around 320. It fluctuates through, uh, throughout the year, though, depending on things like weather, since it is a, an outcome-based stat. Uh, he has a pitch value per 100 pitches uh, on fan graphs of uh, 0.4. Um, pitch value is something that I haven't talked about before on the podcast, but it is uh, something generated uh, by fan graphs based on the uh, metrics. I actually don't know 
uh, the exact, um, you know, everything that, all the components that go into it. So I'll have to do a little research there. Uh, but generally you're looking for a positive pitch value. The higher the pitch value, the better the pitch. Um, and then uh, the, if you get into the negative territory, the lower the P value, uh, the worse off it is. So his four seam fastball um, has a pitch value per 100 of 0 0.4, as I just mentioned. I use the pitch value per 100 because it is an aggregate um, pitch value. So the more you throw a pitch, um, you know, if it's a positive pitch, the higher the pitch value overall is going to be, whereas the pitch value per 100 um, uh, kind of uh, uh, even, evens it out and doesn't make it uh, worth, uh, doesn't work, make it based on volume. So, um, so a slightly above average to average pitch there, the, the four-seam fastball. His sinker is terrible. Um, it's got a 206 WRC+. Plus which is terrible, <laughs> a 470 WOBA, which is atrocious, and then a negative 3.7 pitch value per 100, which is really bad. Uh, the thing you're going to want to remember about that sinker is that a really annoying trend that Kingham has over the last three games is that he's actually increased uh, usage of his sinker. So that is something uh, to consider. The good news for Kingham, though, is that he does have three uh, pitches that are knockout pitches or at least close to it. His slider has an 84 WRC+, plus, slightly above average, uh, or slightly better than league, slightly uh, below league average. So opposing hitters are hitting slightly below league average. Again, uh, for WRC+, plus, 100 is league average. 280 Woba, a 22.6% swinging strike rate, which is awesome, and then a 40.5% O swing, which is very solid. He's uh, the slider pretty much has a, a zero pitch value per 100, so it's fairly average, though it does generate um, some really strong whiffs, uh, which is uh, very good news. His changeup um, has it uh, is probably his best pitch. He's got a 25 WRC plus on that, a 192 WOBA, very good, uh, and then a 20% swinging strike rate and a 41.3% O swing. It has a positive 2.4 pitch value per 100 pitches on that pitch, and then his curveball, which he doesn't throw a lot. Um, he's only thrown, I believe. Uh, uh, under 100 of them. I think it's like 76 of the pitch so far. Um, he, it's got a negative 6 WRC+, plus, a 144 WOBA, very, very good, and then a 15.3% K rate and a 34.8% O swing. So it's not generating as much swing and miss as the slider in the changeup, uh, but the outcomes have been very good on it so far. It's got a 24 uh, positive pitch value per 100, which lines it up uh, at exactly the same as the changeup. So three quality pitches there. As I mentioned, one of the annoying trends over the last uh, three games is that Kingham is throwing that sinker more, and then we see a slightly downward trend in his slider and changeup usage. Um, would really love to see him throwing at least the changeup in the curve more. Right now, over the course of the season, he's throwing that four-seamer 41.5% of the time, 
the sinker 16.4%, and then the changeup 15.2%, slider 16.4%, and then the curveball 8.1% of the time. So really leading with the four-seamer. He's got the sinker, changeup, and slider working at about the same rate, around that 15% mark, and then the curveball um, underneath that. So when we look at kind of the overall package with Kingham, I think we're looking at kind of a guy who's middle of the road to middle of the road plus, if that's an actual thing. So he is an average starter to a slightly above average starter. Um, I think you want to start him in the right places. So start him at home, given those splits, especially on the home run per fly ball rate and against weaker hitting opponents, especially folks uh, or teams uh, that have uh, a little less power. Um, I think there's a lot of potential, though, for improvement here with Kingham if he does start to throw his better pitches. If he can get that changeup, the slider, and the curveball um, to be uh, you know, a majority of his pitches or uh, slightly more than a majority of his pitches, I think that could go uh, a long way in terms of making him kind of a, a better version of his current self. So that has been a overview of uh, Nick Kingham. That may actually even qualify as a deep dive, uh, given we've, we've gone pretty extensively into his profile there. Um, some things to, uh, to like, uh, some concerns with that slider usage, but overall a guy that you want to have in 15-teamers and you want to stream in 12-teamers. Next up, we are going to do a deep dive on Corey Kluber and his recent struggles. Uh, Kluber just got back from a DL stint for his knee. It was a short DL stint. He pitched on Monday and got rocked against the Pirates. Um, it is the fourth or fifth poor start for Kluber in his last seven. Uh, there was actually a telling quote, I thought, um, which is kind of the thesis, I guess, for uh, what I'm about to cover, which Terry Francona had where he said, uh, Kluber is human, not hurt. And I think that is very relevant because what I see when I look overall at Kluber's profile is someone where 2017 is more uh, outside the norm and that 2018 may just be Kluber regressing back to his... Uh, natural uh, talent level. So overall this season, Kluber has thrown 137 and two-thirds innings with a 288 ERA, a .95 whip, 134 strikeouts in those 137 and two-third innings, and a 21.7% K minus walk rate. Uh, all of those numbers um, outside of the strikeout rate are well below, well above average. Um, you know, to be honest with you, given the great start to the season, uh, those numbers are, are very solid. The challenge comes that they've all come at once, and they're highlighting some of the issues that Kluber has had from a skills perspective uh, throughout the year. And that's his 11% uh, swinging strike rate, so far for the year, that's down 4.6% from last year and about 1.5% to 
from 2016 and 2015. So we're seeing with that uh, strikeout rate a reflection of a dip in the swinging strike rate. His O swing percentage is at 34.2% this year, uh, which is slightly below last year's 35.6% and about even with uh, 2016 and a little below average for 2015. From a first pitch strike rate, we are also seeing a decline. He's down about 2.5% from last year. Uh, The first pitch strike rate's at 61.8%, which is slightly above average. That swinging strike rate of 11% is about half a percent above league average. And then the O swing is about 35 to 4% above league average. So the skills, again, are still better than league average. They're just not where they were in 2017 in his career year. His 44.3% zone rate is about 1% above league average, 3%, 3 3.5% below where it was last season and in line with 2016. If you'll notice a trend, again, a lot of the skills that Kluber is displaying uh, are about even with where he was in 2016 and 2015 versus last year. Now, when we take a look at Kluber's batted ball profile, uh, it's very similar to last year. 21.2% line drive rate. Uh, That is up um, or down 1% uh, from last year. His ground ball rate is pretty much even at 44.3%. And then his fly ball rate is at 34.5%. Uh, which is up 1% from last year. His soft contact rate is at 16% for this year, which is a drop of 8.4% from last year and a drop of 4% from 2016. So that soft hit rate uh, is actually down significantly. His hard hit rate is up. It's at 36.7%. Uh, For the year, that is an increase of about 8% from last year and even more, 9% from 2016 and 2015. So that batted ball quality may be an issue. Hard hit rate is a little, it's a little tough to use to gauge um, how good pitchers are if they aren't extreme, if it is an extreme The soft hit rate is actually what I look for more. 18% is about league average. So Kluber's actually below league average there. When we dive a little bit deeper into the batted ball profile using xstats.org, Kluber has a 258 BABIP, uh, which is about 30 points below his expected BABIP of 287. So we may still expect some regression there. His high for the last three years, though, is 271. So Kluber does uh, have a consistent track record of maintaining low BABIPs. Um, So maybe that regression won't come uh, quite as hard as we're anticipating. Where Kluber has really been hurt is with the home run ball. He's given up 20 home runs, and this looks pretty unlucky based on 15.4 
expected home runs. So maybe we'll see some positive regression there uh, for the remainder of the year. His 78.1% left on base rate is, um, is higher than his career average, but it is about 4% below where he was last year at 82.6%, um, and slightly above where he was in 2016 uh, by about 4%. I would expect that his left on base rate will end up being a little bit closer to that 2016 number, given the skills uh, that we've discussed and the significant drop in strikeout rate of 9%. That's right, a 9% drop from 34.1% last year to 25.1% this year for Kluber. So when we get into a little bit more precise look at the batted ball types for Kluber, he's got a 25.7% dribbler rate, which is uh, better than league average, which is great. Uh, but it is down 1.8% from last year, so fewer dribblers. He's given up 15.2% uh, line drives, uh, which is a little below league average at 16 point, uh, 16% and 1% better than last year, which is, which is good. Um, his ground ball rate is about exactly the same. His hard drive rate is up... Uh, 0.7% to 10.5%, still below league average. His fly ball rate is up considerably, though, to 12.1% of balls in play, um, and that is uh, two, uh, uh, up 2.5%. Um, his um, uh, pop-up rate is about the same uh, as last year. Um, which is, if XStats will cooperate with me, 16.5%, so slightly below uh, league average. So uh, from a batted ball perspective, we see him keeping those pop-ups consistent. The dribblers are down a little bit and the hard drives are up a little bit. So that may be where you see the increase in BABIP uh, as well as uh, home runs, although again, it's a really high number. He's got a 1.31 home run per nine this year. Uh, the high for his career, at least recent career, was last year at 0.93. So way, way up for Kluber. So when we get into his pitches, this is where we're going to see the major difference for Kluber. His pitches just aren't performing uh, the way that they did last year, particularly his slider and his cutter. So his sinker, uh, we'll go through his pitches. His sinker, which is his primary um, uh, fastball, he's thrown on 33% of pitches, which is up 4% from last year. It's got a 144 WRC plus this year, uh, which is slightly worse than the 138 from last year. He's got a 364 WOBA in both years uh, on that pitch. So again, above league average. But again, you know, last year with uh, the same, pretty much the same sinker, uh, Kluber was lights out. And he hasn't, I mean, he's been fairly close to lights out, but he hasn't been top four starting pitcher, you know, first round draft pick lights out so far this year. 
The slider has a 22.3% or it's being thrown on 22.3% of his pitches, which is down 5% from last year, which is big because this is really, you know, his trademark pitch. Uh, it has a 5 WRC plus, yeah, 0.5 WRC plus, but it was a negative 25 WRC plus last year. So again, not as good as last year. A 156 uh, WOBA on that pitch and a, uh, this year versus 124 this year. And then here is where the huge difference comes is that the swinging strike rate on his slider has dropped to 18.5%, still solid, but from 28%. So that's a huge drop for his primary strikeout pitch, for his best pitch, a 10% drop in swinging strike rate for Kluber. That is huge. His O swing percent has also fallen 12% or 12.5%, from 56.8% last year, which is insane, to a still strong but not as good 44.1% uh, this year. There's a similar story with his cutter, which he's throwing 29.8% of the time, uh, which is up 6% from last year. He's got a 78 WRC plus on that pitch uh, this year. Um, which is sl- which is better than last year actually, which was uh, batters had a 103 WRC plus on that pitch, 267 woba this year versus 307 last year. Again, 320 is league average. The swinging strike rate on the pitch is at 14.1 percent, which is you know fine for a uh, you know for a secondary pitch, uh, but that is a seven percent dip from the 21.3 percent. Um, that he had um, on the pitch uh, last year. So a 7% dip on his cutter and a 10% dip on his uh, slider in terms of swinging strike rate. That is where you see the huge dip in both swinging strike rate overall and in the strikeout rate uh, for Kluber. The O swing percentage is down only 3% from 47.1% last year to 44.3%. And Kluber is throwing 8% of his pitches are his four-seam fastball, which is down 6.5%. He's got a 93 WRC plus this year versus 66 last year, 288 WOBA this year versus 252 WOBA. And then his changeup is also a great pitch, but he only throws it 6.7% of the time. Uh, it's got a 54 WRC plus this year after a negative 19 WRC plus last year, 238 WOBA versus a 124 WOBA last year. And then the swinging strike rate on that pitch is actually up to 22.7% from 18.5% last year. The pitches is really where the heart of the change uh, that you see in Kluber is taking place. That huge drop in the swinging strike rate. Um, not only impacts you know that strikeout rate and brings those strikeouts down, but that's also so many more balls in play that hitters um, are getting in 10% um, of their uh, 10% of their plate appearances. Actually, 11% since he's he's walking fewer batters this year. In 11% of more of plate appearances this year, batters are putting balls in play 
against Kluber, which is not good news. When we look at the recent skills, um, over his last seven starts, uh, looking at those because that's really been the period where Kluber has struggled, the skills, he's got an 11.7% swinging strike rate, so slightly above where his season average is. He's got a 34.5% O swing, about in line where his season is. Again, both of those numbers are above league average. 57.2 first pitch strike rate, rate, which is about 3% below league average. And this is really big for Kluber because he prides himself on control. You'll remember at the beginning of this season, he went some insane number of batters uh, without walking somebody. That has changed significantly uh, recently for Kluber. He's just not uh, getting out getting out ahead of batters uh, to the same extent that he has uh, both in previous seasons and earlier on this year. His zone rate is also down to 43.1% above about league average. And then he's only striking out 19.5% of batters, which is really low. That's actually about 3% below league average. And then he's walking 5% of batters, which is solid. But that's only a 14.5% K-minus walk rate for Kluber, which is very worrisome because that is the definition of mediocre. It's league average. Um, Over that period of time, he's got a 521 ERA, a 126 whip, a 286 BABIP, and then a 59.8% strand rate which is not going to continue but again if we look at his overall season strand rate it is still pretty high at 78.1 percent his home run profile ball rate is at 15.1 percent over that period of time and where the major change has happened his line drive rate has stayed consistent but he's got 10 percent fewer ground balls and 10 percent more fly balls at 44.5 percent of balls in play That is um, a big change in his batted ball profile recently. So not only is he giving up more balls in play, he's also giving up more fly balls, and that has been a major issue. His soft hit rate is at 15.2%, right around that 16% uh, 16 that he's got so far on this year, but well below uh, where he's been in the past, and then 34.2% hard hit rate. One thing I did do is I uh, took a look at Brooks uh, Baseball, which is a great website um, if you're not using it. And I took a look at his vertical and horizontal um, release points. And one thing that you see uh, starting in June is that um, there's, a, there's a big shift in his horizontal um, uh, release point, but even more so in his vertical release point. And when we we talked about him going on the DL for his knee, there was a really great gif. I'll try to find it and then retweet it out, but that somebody found um, or that somebody put up on Twitter and essentially shows him earlier on in the season throwing and where his knee is during his delivery versus later on in the season. And And it's almost like his knee is buckling more as the season has progressed. And so as a result, his release point, particularly his vertical release point, is much lower. And so, you know, I, you know, the reason why I don't oftentimes get into these points is I don't, I don't know how to analyze that, you know, from a mechanical standpoint or to really talk about, you know, what that's going to do from the pitch. 
perspective. I know that that's changing the way that the batter is viewing the pitch and um, you know the overall trajectory of the pitch, but I don't know enough um, you know, just from a background perspective on exactly what that's doing, but I'm sure that that is part of uh, the overall issue with Kluber. So to summarize uh, the deep dive on Kluber, Kluber is clearly struggling, and there's a difference between earlier on this year and last year versus this year. The numbers are still strong overall for the course of the year, but what's really concerning is the the dip in strikeouts for this year and the skills that really support that dip. And the fact that what, we, what we're seeing is Kluber is still a good pitcher, right? He's a very good p- pitcher, but he is human, as Francona said. And what it's looking like is that when we, when we step back and look at Kluber's career, last year is probably going to stand out as um, his best year and his 2018 skills um, are, and, and overall production are probably going to trend a little bit more like uh, 2016 and 2015, you know, where he had a low threes ERA, a still solid whip, but above one. Um, and then the Ks may even be a little bit down um, from there. I know that's very disappointed for pointing for folks like me uh, who did draft Kluber in the first round uh, in a couple places. Um, but I think that's what we're going to need to um, get used to. The issue for Kluber um, is in the pitch mix. It is in those pitches, that big drop in the uh, swinging strike rate, and then the, just the overall um, you know, decline in the quality of some of those pitches uh, that Kluber has been showing. And part of that may be the knee injury, Part of it may be mechanics. It's likely both. But at this point, again, I think we're looking at 2017 as the outlier for Kluber. I think he's still a very good pitcher going through a difficult stretch, but I'm not sure that he's going to return to the skills and the strikeouts that we saw uh, previously uh, from him. So that's been a, a deep dive on Corey Kluber and what's going on with him. Hopefully he's able to right the ship, but again, there are some major red flags in the profile. That'll wrap us up for episode 14 of the Batflip Crazy podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I hope the Shorter dives into Michael Comforto and Ian Happ were helpful, as well as the deeper dives uh, on Nick Kingham and Corey Kluber. Really appreciate you listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please do go onto iTunes or your preferred podcast platform. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. I'm not kidding at all when I say that it is the highlight uh, of my day. Uh, to read those reviews, and it gives me so much energy uh, and enthusiasm, um, you know, for this work because this is this is my passion. This is what I love to do, and so being able to uh, share that with all of you is something that I greatly enjoy. I wasn't able to do, uh, get to a number of suggestions uh, that folks had on Twitter for players to analyze, so I'm hoping to do one more podcast before the Waiver Wire podcast. This weekend, where I will cover cover 
a number of observations on hitters and pitchers. Probably not uh, any deep dives since it's a long list, but look for that later this week. As always, thank you so much for listening. There is so much good fantasy baseball content out there. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen and to engage. You can reach me uh, on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy, Instagram, BatFlipCrazy, Facebook, BatFlipCrazyFantasy, and the blog is BatFlipCrazy.com. Thank you so much, and best of luck with all of your fantasy baseballing.